This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonalds. Uh, Damon, I feel we should do like a weekly uh, emotional check-in. How are you? How are we doing? <laughs> Whoa, roller coaster. We had, we had a bit of a roller coaster last week. So, um, I don't know. I think we're, I don't know where we are. Quite honest. You had a tornado, you told me. Yeah, yeah. We had, um, so the, the entire country, at least the entire southern half eastern half got hit with some just crazy fucking weather so people in mississippi and louisiana and alabama got hit really hard with with this these storms and these storms traveled right on up so yeah we had one day of just nothing but 60 mile an hour winds all day um so you know trees are falling everywhere and fucking power and just a nightmare and then to add to a rainy like just just like almost almost like minor hurricane level day you have then a band of storms with uh yeah very high uh probabilities and warnings and tornadoes and this is you know i'm in fucking new jersey we don't. This is not something that's normal. We get bad storms, but we don't get this. This kind of shit. So you just, you know, everybody's in their house, which I guess is a safe thing. But as ridiculous as this sounds, Joel, I hate thunderstorms. I hate them. I fucking am really kind of deathly afraid of them. And when you get into that magnitude of storm, I'm a mess. So I'm drinking all fucking day. And what my what my usual defense mechanism is is that when I really see the storms coming, right? I see them in the distance. I always leave the house, and I all I, I mean I'll go to a bar or I'll go. I don't know. I just feel safer if for whatever reason, and it, it was just the stupidest thing because because the bar could blow down just as easy as my house. I uh, I don't know. I just feel safer in that environment, and I can't do that. So I. Literally, I'm just, just I'm, I'm doing a Joe Lanza pacing in my basement um, for like three hours <laughs> because I can't stay storms. Uh, so after it passed, I uh, drank myself into a complete absolute. I literally drank a half a bottle of bourbon after it was done, and then um, I passed out. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> It's got dark pretty quickly, hasn't it? Yep, I passed out in my basement, and I woke up, yeah, in my basement on the floor in the basement. Like, like it's not a finished basement by any stretch of the imagination. Uh yeah, with a with a three quarters a bottle, or you know, or now what I guess it would be if I drank three quarters or half, or uh, yeah, uh huh. It was like a movie. It was like a like a movie where you see a person who's in their. You're, you're like the detective. You've seen too much. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I I can't work this beat anymore. Uh, 
Yeah. So that was that. And that was what? Two days ago. Yeah, that was two days ago. So yeah, yesterday when I woke up to log in for work, uh, I, 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 I woke in the same clothes that I wore yesterday. <laughs> uh, here's the fun part though. I don't get, I told you, I don't get hangovers anymore. It's amazing. It's amazing how your body adapts to all the poison you put into it. Isn't that like, that's your body's way of saying, you might want to pump the brakes here. No, no, it (laughs) it adapts. It completely just, you know, it just, it just does what it needs to do to keep me chugging along. Uh, Yeah, I don't, I, I, I promise you, I don't, I don't even get hangovers anymore. That's how absolutely ridiculous it has gotten. Um, I think I'm up to, I think I average, I'm going to say six, five or six beers a day. And, and this is a guy who quite honestly never drank like beer at home. Like I never would be like, Oh, I had a hard day at work. I'm going to pop over in a cold. And that, and that it just never happened. I'm up to six a day. <laughs> six. Keep away from any naked flames. I'm worried, like your blood alcohol content is <laughs> through the roof. Liable for spontaneous human combustion. Uh, I tell you what, the one thing I did, I did, I did get out of the house on Saturday to <laughs> go get beer. Um, and at the brewery that I went to, it was so sad. Like you can't, you're not even allowed to go in the building. So you, um, they have like a little table set up right at the doorway where you pay, and you have to pre-order, and it's a whole, whole thing now. Um, and you kind of walk up to it, and you could see in, obviously, but you can't go in. And it was just so, like, I don't know, I just felt so sad. Like, I was just like, I, you can't go in anywhere. Like, I can't, like, people can't go in anywhere. I mean, you can go into a supermarket, but that's just a germ-filled fucking, <laughs> why would anybody do that at this point? Um that's about it. I mean, that's really about it. I don't. Uh, it's crazy. I and here's the thing. As much as I sit here in my immaturity in dealing with this, um, you, Joel, have been a a rock in maybe one of the most troubling, stress inducing uh, situations that I could possibly think of. Joe, you're still in that fucking hotel room for, um, a, we were talking a little bit off the air, a month now? Yeah, it, we came, we left Sharma to come to Bangkok over two months ago, and I've been in this specific hotel room for, yeah, almost a month now. And Thailand have pretty much closed, well, not closed the borders, but there's no international flights in or out of Thailand anymore. China still won't let foreigners come back into the country, so I'm trapped here basically, uh, which is not ideal. But you know, I'm, I'm trying to look on the, the bright side. Like I said, I'm very lucky that you know everyone is healthy and relatively happy, and that I still have a job where I can work from this hotel room and still get paid. And a lot of people don't have that luxury. Um, and I was going to mention actually, Thailand have also banned the sale of alcohol for the rest of the month, so it's a good job you're not here because that. Is something that I'm sure plenty of people are struggling with right now. But um, oh my god! Yeah, I, I I said to you off the air like I, it's just one of those things. There's no point me worrying about it because it's just completely out of my hands. There's nothing I can do apart from you know keep my head down, take care of Esther, and make sure Mally's all right, and 
do my school work and get to chat to you to, uh, you every week. Uh, we, last night, actually, I did something really fun with some of my old friends and colleagues in Bangkok. They have a weekly online pub quiz. So they take it in turns, and each week one person makes a little quiz on PowerPoint, and then they have a Zoom meeting, and one person acts as the quiz master, and they, they all sit there on their you know cameras or laptops or whatever with pencil and paper. So I did that yesterday, and that was a lot of fun. So I'm looking to do more things like that to kind of break up the monotony of my days, which uh, I, I write a blog. It's a private one. You know, I'm not going to share it with anyone. It's only for my, my parents and my sister just so they know how I'm getting on. And I'm just writing the same shit every day. Right. I woke up, had some wheat bits of breakfast, did my online classes, took care of Esther, went for a walk, had some dinner, watched a bit of TV, went to bed, and it's the same every day. And <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a drag. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I find... Well, one, first of all, you know, I have all that quiz stuff because I did it, right? I can give you every old quiz I have. Well, let's do it. Why don't we set something up? Let's do like a little weekly or, or bi-weekly quiz thing. You know, it could be like a wrestling, I don't, you know, I don't want to steal Joe Gagne's five-star match game, but basically something like that mm-hmm. for a little group of us. I think that would be fun. I can do that. Take a bit of work to set up, but yeah, we could do like, like I said, with the, the my friends and colleagues here they take it in turn so each week someone else is the quiz master other people suggest the categories like yesterday the categories were animals board games movie posters things like that which are quite general but if it's within the you know our little wrestling community then it could be sort of more niche things i think that could be fun we could do that we could do that again i have like like i said weeks of because because i did it every tuesday night <laughs> it was me doing fucking being a quiz master at a bar. Um, so, and then like the company that, that did it, that worked, that I worked for, you know, they would preprint, you, you would have like eight rounds of questions, all different fucking things. Um, they had like visual clues where, you know, you had to pick, name the movie or the TV show and audio and all kinds of shit. So, um, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it. I mean, we're we're making commitments that we know we're not w- want to keep later on, but that we can do that. <laughs> um, oh boy, yeah, don't <laughs> no comment. Yeah, um, but... I tell you what, on the alcohol tip, did you see this thing about uh, in Japan? This is, uh, the Japanese retro game center sent me this at Japan Retro Games. Japanese hospitals find a way to beat sanitizer shortage. Strong alcoholic drinks can be used when absolutely necessary instead of hand sanitizer in Japanese hospitals, authorities said. As supplies run dry as a result of the coronavirus. Now, I panicked. I thought, shit, they're going after the strong zeros. But then I read the article, and apparently strong zero does not have a high enough alcohol content to be able to be substituted for hand sanitizer. So uh, just one less thing for us to worry about, Damon. Yeah, I understand. I'm gonna, um we we've talked to a couple people in in Tokyo and they looks like they um they're starting to cr- crack down a little bit, right? I mean, they're doing some some major shutdowns and social distancing, at least they're trying anyhow. Um what 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 do you think about the state of pro wrestling? Where are we right now? Let's give an overview. I mean, I know we do a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, and it's kind of hard to talk about New Japan specifically, but I'm sure we can intertwine them in in this. 
Give me your general thoughts. 2020, here we sit in April 15th. Where where are we with pro wrestling? What What is the state of this pseudo sport that we love? Uh, this is, I feel, a massive turning point in the state of global pro wrestling in as much as I think if you are a promotion that is not backed by an extremely rich company like a a Sinclair or a, a Bushiroad or something like that, then you're in big trouble. You're probably not going to make. You're probably not going to survive this. Right. And you even see like WWE scrambling and panicking, desperate to put on these live shows so they can fulfil their contractual obligations to the TV networks. Because obviously, if they lose those, then they're going to be in trouble too. So when you see companies like WWE starting to sweat, then you know it's really bad. So. I think when we come out the other side of this, whenever it is, you know, I don't want to make a prediction of when that could be, but there are going to be far fewer independent promotions than there are now. Yeah, it's going to look a little different, isn't it? Um, and you're right, even even the companies that have corporate backing is it they're they're scrambling. Um, I'm I'm needless to say I'm disgusted by what has transpired in the, in the past you know when you think it can't get any lower you you wake up and read about how Vince McMahon pulls the uh strings to get his company considered essential <laughs> and you know essential woven into the fabric society as their number of viewers drops to record lows week <laughs> after week with everyone uh, let's not forget sat at home doing fuck all so okay. yeah a bit hard to swallow that one yeah it's amazing um you know please if there was any doubt in anyone's mind that that person i can't even say gentleman at this point uh gives a fuck about any one of his uh staff production crew talent uh i think that independent contractors mm, my bad yeah his independent contractors uh if if less anyone thought that he gave a single fuck about anything but keeping that fucking wheel greased uh you know if saudi arabia wasn't enough if you know just the, the list goes on and on why 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 would we even need to talk about that but yeah, when when the governor of Florida deems it essential, uh, and everybody, and I'm sure it's a it's complete coincidence that yeah, this yeah. is the day that <laughs> Linda McMahon's super PAC committed what was it eighteen and a half million dollars to Florida? Yeah, okay, no, come on, it's just a coincidence. It's a coincidence. Just so happened thing. Just happened to have happened. So you know, of course you get that. You know, and again, people sick dying you know by the you know every day you wake up and it's you know another 100 300 400 dead in just in my state alone uh yeah it's it's uh, you just become uh, you, you shrug your shoulders and you just you 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 sit there and you say you can't believe it but of course. Why? Why? Why would? Why would pro wrestling not be the be 
a center, a, a, a focal point of this global pandemic. <laughs> Pro wrestling. Now, I will say this. So I just love the idea of someone sitting and watching at the Firefly Funhouse and thinking, yeah, this is essential. Yep. We c- <laughs> the public cannot live without this. This must not be stopped. Right. This is, is this is bread, water, and Bray Wyatt is exactly what I was thinking. Uh, what do you got? I mean, but here's the thing too. Um, thank God we do a new Japan Pro Wrestling podcast because I would say that I would rather sit here and talk to you about life in general as opposed to talking about empty arena shows and trying to turn this into trying to turn chicken shit or excuse me turn you know well you know, turn chicken shit into chicken salad and trying to make excuses of well they're trying and they're trying to entertain and uh, and I know it's a completely different business model but uh, at least New Japan Pro Wrestling had the balls and the guts uh, and the brains to say okay uh, let's shut it down. <laughs> and when we come back, it'll be awesome. And we, you know, everybody's expecting it. We'll come back when it'll be, I don't know, but at least we're at that point of, of, we have a company that, and I'm not doing the circle jerk for fucking new Japan pro wrestling. But, uh, when I look at the whole landscape of pro wrestling, uh, at least I'm proud to talk about and be a, be a fan of a promotion, um, that has the guts and the balls, and is just not thinking about dollars and yen. Uh, they they at least have their workers and the people that work for the promotion. At least they're in their thoughts in some capacity, right? Uh, yeah. Did, did you see that open letter from Harold May? I did. I did. Um, I would love to. I would love to have Harold on this show. And I know it'll never happen. I mean, I know it'll never happen <clears throat> because for for all the reasons that we know. Um, but I would love to have him on the show because I, to me, I feel like it's good to have outlets for, especially a company like them in this situation. That's a little bit more... I don't know, maybe a little bit more hard-pressing than maybe uh, a story on in SI or on Yahoo Sports or something like that. Like, I would really would want someone from the company to come on this show. And we haven't asked, so let's be very clear. We, we haven't asked. Um, but I think maybe we will, and we'll get the rejection. <laughs> but at least we'll try. To have somebody come on this show, and I'm not talking about a wrestler. I don't give a shit what – I can't say I don't give a shit, but what are they going to say? Well, you know, I'm working out. I'm trying to stay in shape. Whenever we go, I can't wait to get back in the ring, blah, blah. Okay, great. And then it's nonsense from there. Like, I, who cares? I want to hear from the company. I want to hear from somebody from the company addressing the state of their of this company, New Japan Pro Wrestling, to their fans. Um, and and where we are, and I know that tr- they they might not even have the answers, but I just feel like they just need we. I th- I feel like we are the perfect vehicle for that conversation 
of where are we, how, how did we get to where we are, and where are we going to go moving forward. Um, so we're going to extend that. We're gonna, I'm going to do it. And we'll see where that goes. Again, do, are, we, are we probably guessing it won't happen? Okay, yeah, of course. But uh, I think for three years, we have been the the eyes and ears of the fans that they want. We have been the eyes and the ears and the hearts and the minds of the fans that they want here in the United States. Um, so we're ex- I'm publicly extending it, but I will privately extend it as well. And um, uh, we promise to be on our best behavior on that yes. episode. Yeah, this is not going to be a dick joke uh slap happy you know this that's we're not doing that that won't be this this will be a a a a a q and a and and you can be as casual as you want and we encourage it uh but no this yeah we're not we're not doing we're not doing jokey damon and jokey doll joke jokey doll <laughs> we're not doing that now listen if you want to come to the table with a dick joke or two, we appreciate you. We won't turn it down. It's always how to break the ice, isn't it? Right, right. Hey, but know what it is. So, again, publicly, we know there's plenty of people that are listening. And you could just get up out of your desk and walk right over and play this fucking thing. Go right ahead. You get full permission. Go do it. Uh, but we'll be, um, we'll be reaching out. We'll see what happens. I find it interesting that even now the official New Japan Twitter that at NJPW1972 uh, tweeting out announcements about Samurai TV broadcast schedules for May saying uh, like May 21st and 22nd Best of the Super Juniors 27 Coracle and Tour is going to be broadcast live do you find that a bit odd that they are promote, actively promoting this stuff that you know if gun to my head I don't think is going to be happening yeah, I mean, look. Here's the thing. I, I I think that they have a directive to keep things positive, and I don't know that for for fact. But I mean, you're a social media team or a social media person who wears glasses. Yeah, <laughs> um, you. Uh, I mean, you're trying to keep it as as upbeat as possible, right? And then when when they have to deliver the bad news, it's I will say this: they don't they don't dick around with it. They rip the band aid right off. You know, it's not like they're 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 teasing when they get up when they the minute they get word, it's whoosh, okay, that's done. And yeah, sometimes it's a little bit like uh, you're putting the the spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, the medicine go down, uh, and that's a lot of that when it comes to the social media. But. It, I can't blame. Them. I mean, they, they're just—they're trying to stay a fucking afloat. They're lucky, that, you know. It's a tr- I mean, every but every sports network and every sport. I mean, dude, I'm I'm watching fucking old Montreal Expos games from 1991. That's what's being broadcasted, right? <laughs> you know, like yeah, but they like I don't have Arsenal tweeting out. Oh, you can check out our match against Man United next month. Right. You know, because they know. In all likelihood, it's not going to be going ahead. So there's a difference between trying to stay positive and offer, uh, you know, little treats going forwards. Which you know, things like, hey, let's put my dad as a heel wrestler free on 
New Japan World or the G1 Supercards or right. Wrestle Kingdom Night One, whatever it is that they they've done. But it just seems odd to me to actively promote something that, like, surely they must think in all likelihood won't be happening. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree because here's a th- as much as I say rip the bandaid off. Uh, they do a good job of that. It's um, also it's a little bit of a dick tease, isn't it? You know, we're yeah. That's like pushing, keeping the band aid on, and saying what yeah. band aid? Yeah, yeah. It is, but again, they're gonna they're gonna do that until they get an, an official word. I mean, I mean, that's really the honest to god truth of it. They're gonna do that until they get an official word. I don't know, man. They're they're it's what. A, uh, on one side of the coin, I see what you're saying, man, and I see the fact that it is a dick tease, and it is, and, and again, maybe it's giving people false hope. Maybe it's because logically, you would think this this ain't happening. The other side of the coin, it's you know, until we hear, until we know, until we have an official word, we gotta we gotta plow on. Uh, I don't know, man. Look, we're putting all our faith into Hiroshi Hase at this point because representatives of seven different companies have met and submitted a direct request to Senator Hiroshi Hase to allow pro wrestling activity in Japan to resume, requesting testing kits for every wrestler and compensation for lost pay in the last month. So, wow. over to you, mm-hmm. Mr. Hase. Yeah, wow. That's going to be tough. That's. I think that's... that's... When we talk about the state of pro wrestling, man, like... Are we going to open it up to people right out of the gate? Are we doing empty arena shows first? Are promotions going to be testing? Um, that's going to be huge. Just just the very nature of what pro wrestling is and how it works. It's not like people people can you know they travel and they get from point A to point B and they have, then they have to make a show two nights later in the other side of the world. To it's a bit of a struggle, you know, logistically to kind of fucking keep everything, everybody safe. Uh, and pro wrestling doesn't really have the best track record of, of being proactive in that. And, you know, and this is not volleyball where, you know, they could play a sport where, you know, they could keep six feet apart. Uh, they're, they're sweating on top of each other and, and spitting on top of each other and all that shit. Probably little cumsies too, come to think of it. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, it's I, I don't know. Like, it's great that people might be like, okay, everything's fine. Okay, so now what does that look like? Are we going to have another issue where we we drop our guard a little bit and we're right back where we started from, if not worse? I don't know. Um, as much as I hate to say it, I think every promotion starts with empty arenas, just to start. And then they they slowly allow people back in. Um, I don't think you I don't think you you get a green light and then you go book, uh, you know the fucking I don't know, I'm trying to think of the biggest building fucking Tokyo Dome. Is anybody going to want to go about that? Like, let's say they get the green light for around Dominion time. If they hypothetically wanted, if they were thinking, right, this is huge. This could be like one of the biggest pro wrestling events of all time. Everyone's feeling good that we're back. Maybe even the cross-promotional thing. 
if they wanted to, let's say, do the... Is it the Kyocera Dome, the one in Osaka? Mm-hmm. What's the turnaround on that? Like, presumably, these kind of venues have to be booked very, very far in advance. And I don't even know if that's something you could do at the last minute, even if you wanted to. Right. And again, I, we talked about it before, Joel. I mean, who's going to get bumped? Pro wrestling or Elton John? You know what I mean? Like, who's going to get bumped? Pro wrestling or Metallica two nights at your fucking stadium? Right? I, I Like, it's not just pro wrestling that's that's trying to scramble and get things done. There's all kinds of forms of entertainment. And I really feel like it's go- that's going to go to the, the highest bidder. Um, and pro wrestling is going to get fucking muscled right on out. Uh, but another thing is this. Right, let's just use Madison Square Garden as an example, Joel. 19000 for pro wrestling. 17000 we'll call it. Whatever. Whatever the number is. You, you're going to want to fucking sit in Madison Square Garden on August 22nd with 17,000 other degenerates like you, <laughs> right? Who knows, you know? Yeah, that's why I, th- I, I tend to agree with you that maybe the sensible thing is to test the water with smaller venues as people start to sort of build up their uh, confidence in going out to big public events like that. I think if they were to run a huge show then I'd be concerned about what the attendance might be and the optics of that because people just, yeah, they might be afraid. They might be nervous, and rightly so, to put themselves in that kind of situation. Yeah. And, you know, this this particular company, I mean, I use Madison Square Garden as the example, but, you know, New York is the center of all this now. It's, it, it's, it's, it is so there <laughs> um it's that's not going to go that's going to be one of the last places this shit gets cleaned up from you know it's this is so if if you know the middle of the fucking country you know Kansas or Iowa or Fargo North Dakota but that's not real, a real city anyway <laughs> remember that a little callback <laughs> hey well they uh, inspiration for a great TV show, so let's give them that credit. Right, that's least. true. That's true. Uh, again, they might be in the clear, and you know they're fucking out in the streets partying, having orgies. Ain't gonna be New York anytime soon. There ain't gonna be anytime soon. And truth be told, the entire that whole <laughs> every time I, I would say, "Come the fucking if you're coming to the fucking states." New York, Philly, Baltimore, Boston, ba 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 Well, guess what that means? That's the, all that we were talking about. That's that we are we are ground zero for this now. Philadelphia is another hot spot. Phil, Philadelphia is a hot spot now, Joel. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, with massive layoffs, I mean they're talking about they're talking about depression level. Uh, hits to our economy. Depression levels. Uh, we have more people filing filing for unemployment than we have ever had in the history of our country. You're dropping 500 bucks for a ringside seat to watch fucking Toro Yano. <laughs> what? <laughs> in 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 a, in a stadium that hasn't had an event right in months. That's been shut down. Now are you going to pop in 
10,000, 12,000 people? Just because... Yeah, just, I mean, just, just using... Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, just, I was going to say, just because some dopey government official in a suit and tie says, everything's okay, let's start the economy now! Let's jumpstart the economy! <laughs> go fuck your mother! Go fuck your mother! I don't know. You fucks. Yeah, I was just using Voices of Wrestling Slack as a barometer, and a lot of people speaking on there who live in the area are sort of humming and hawing. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to bother buying tickets for Wrestle Dynasty. So, you know, those are your, that's your market basically. Those are your customers, and if people like that are in two minds about it, then yeah, it's food for thought. Yeah, I'm your market, and I'm I'm that way. I'm like, oh, I really want to do this. If I if I go, you better fucking put me in a private box. <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> I I have a following. I can't I can't be out there with you people. <laughs> Get me sick. Very important. Uh, one of those like glass bubbles. Yes, yes, that's what I want. Um, you can't buy. Speaking of bubbles, you can't buy masks anywhere around here. It's and and we have. Uh, you can't leave the house without one. You can't go anywhere without having one. And it's like they're impossible to find. So I ordered a bunch off of eBay, and uh, still haven't seen them. <laughs> still haven't seen them. Fuck. I made one. I made a mask. It's horrible. I look like fucking Bandito. Uh, <laughs> it's horrible. Is it making you want to do some high spots? Yeah, yeah. Cl- climb on top of your sofa and trust me, do a <laughs> the big <laughs> jump with Frankenstein on the misses as she goes past. <laughs> the biggest high spot I have in my house is a shower. At this point, <laughs> to me, a shower is now a shooting star press. The likelihood of both happening are very low. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. You, um, you're in that hotel room. I'm going to ask you a personal question. And I want you to answer honestly. As only you can. Are you sick of looking at them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it depends on the circumstances. Like, obviously, there are the inherent stresses of looking after a little baby. Uh-huh. Where, you know, you've tried everything and they still start crying and you're just like, ah, what do you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up. Mm-hmm. And Mally is, she nags a lot about cleanliness and you know like she'll if we're going down the lift in the hotel to go to the lobby if I'm like slightly leaning against the wall she's like don't lean on that and she just she thinks I'm not being uh, vigilant enough with the hand washing and the cleanliness which is starting to grate a bit so it's just little things like that which start to niggle but I, I was saying to her earlier I mean when this shutdown initially happened in China there were like a record number of divorce rates because there were uh, like husbands and wives who never really spent much time together uh, I don't know why maybe just sort of the social dynamics of typically in China husbands out to work with the business or whatever suddenly they're forced to spend time together and they realise they don't like each other that much and it all <laughs> comes falling apart like me and Mally have been together like pretty much 24-7 since January? Wow. So, yeah, since basically, no. Yeah, 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 it would have been that. So January, I was back at school for two weeks. And then since mid-January, the Chinese New Year holiday, we've been inseparable. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a long time. (laughs) It is a long time. 
I mean, listen, I uh, there's no one I would rather be with, but there are times where you're just like, oh my god, stop clearing your throat, <laughs> or just stop doing that thing that you're doing, or whatever. You know? you just, and I'm sure it's even worse for for me. She's probably just like, oh my god, stop doing that thing that you do constantly. Um, and I have been snippy at times. There have been times where I've been a little little snippy, just because you're just like, oh. And I don't mean it to be, but it's just like, oh. <sighs> Every day is exactly the same. The, and the problem is this. Weekends mean nothing now, right? Week, weekends mean absolutely zero. Like the feeling that you got on a Friday night, knowing that you're, you're barreling into the weekend. Saturday's coming. Oh, the plan. Saturday feels like a fucking Tuesday. That stinks. I don't really have that so much because no. weekend means I don't have to do any live online teaching. Uh-huh. As things stand, I'm doing like three live classes a day on Microsoft Teams and not having to do that, it gives me a chance to do something else. You know, something exciting like go to the supermarket or... <laughs> right, right. Go to the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried the I'm market, just... Joel? Have you tried going to the supermarket? It seems like a fun idea. What I'm doing is just basically trying to, little by little, just detach myself from reality and uh, just lose myself in fantasy scenarios, whether that's, you know, playing video games or playing Little Big Adventure on my phone, or I've been reading East of Eden, which I'm getting into, or looking at this um, Super J Cus quarantine house that you and uh, Dan Speartip put together, which uh, was a lot of fun. I was imagining what that might look like. Uh, what was your inspiration in doing this quarantine house? Uh, so I, um, there is a Canadian, uh, I guess, sports talk show that that was mostly on radio, but they they simulcast on a network. And uh, I never really heard of them before, but then I found a way to watch them, and I really I I like them. I, I think they do a really good job, and I think they're funny, and I think they. And that was just like something that they put out, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty funny uh, that they did that." That, and I was like, "And I, it looked like instantly, I was like, all right, 'All I'm ripping them off.' <laughs> I like this." And then I just wrote down wrestlers' names, and I and every all those houses are um, picked from a hat. Like I just ripped names on a piece of paper, put them in a hat, and pulled them out. And I just wanted to make sure I had like, I, I had a, a two piles. I had like wrestler pile, and then I had like writer pile because I wanted to have a nice mix of the house. But for those of you who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, um, the idea is is that you're quarantined with. Uh, I think the number was like seven people, and uh, they, it was New Japan based. So. Uh, like house one was Joel and Naito and uh, I think Mavs, Mav Gills. Yeah, I've got I've got it here in front of me. Yeah, I can tell but... you what, what's going on in house one. So right. uh, we've got Naito there. Naito is going to be trying to recruit Yo and Ryu Lee to LIJ. Uh-huh. And Yo and Ryu Lee are going to be like comparing their tits. They're going to be having like a little titty boxing competition. Yeah, maybe that whoever wins that gets to join LIJ. Um, John Carroll, as we know, they're a big Naito fan, so they will maybe trying to chat to Naito. Oh. But I get the feeling John is the, the sort of person who might be a little bit starstruck you if think he's so? part of the pun. 
You think so? Yeah, you, you think John would just straight up to Naito, hey, Tetsuya, how you doing? Good to meet you. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. He seems like a guy. Uh, I don't know. He seems like a person that can kind of... I don't, I don't, I don't see John as being a starstruck person. I don't. Um, yeah, I mean Naito is yeah, John's he's top, top favorite yeah, guy. Yeah. Well, anyway, whatever's going on there, it, if John is not getting pally pally with Naito, which I think they should, I do you know, too. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity. If they're not doing that, then I see me and John and David Finley and John Moxley getting the drinks in together. Maybe a bit of karaoke. Maybe John Moxley and Finley are maybe a little bit of bitching about juice. Maybe Moxley's sort of stirring the pot a bit. It's like, oh, so that, that Juice Robinson, he's, he's holding you back a bit, isn't he? And maybe he's trying to stir up a bit of shit. Or they're, maybe they're talking about their memories of juice. I don't know. But uh, And while all this is going on, Mavs is commentating, giving us the play-by-play <laughs> action of what's going on. Uh, well, he'll be having the beers with us probably. But yeah, that's what's going down in House He doesn't drink. House 1, there's... A, Good, good vibe to it. Yeah, I don't think Mavs drinks. I think, if I'm not mistaken, if you if you take a look at his Twitter bio, I believe he says he's like the king of uh, soda and water or some shit like oh, that. Good for or, him. Eh, all right, listen, I don't want him on my fucking house. <laughs> We're drinking in my house. I, I I had a good house. I thought I had I had thought I had a decent house. Got I got a uh, what do I got? I got ha- Tanahashi. Uh, I got Gino. Right, we know we're gonna have some good grub. Or at least we're, re- we're eating well, right? Uh, you could probably get really good cocaine, right? <laughs> no, he's not the guy. All right, I just thought maybe he could. I don't know. We'll ask. Maybe he's got a connection. I think uh, Taichi would be the person who'd be hooking yeah, you up with that. I bet you. He's got right. connections, doesn't he? That's why he's banned from the states. I bet you. I bet you. He he'd be a guy to. Uh, hey, can you make a phone call? Um, I got a plug. Uh, who else do I got in my in my house there? In my house, who else do I got? You got El Desperado, Sonata, ah. Rich Kreich, and Tangaloa. Ah, Rich Kreich. I I saw Rich Kreich taking a little dig at me, saying I'm not a good looking guy. I saw it. Don't think I didn't see that, Rich Kreich. You know, fucking prize yourself, all right, buddy. All right, <laughs> all right. You outkick the coverage. Let's put it that way. You know, you know what I'm talking about. How about that? How about how about his missus? Ooh. <laughs> no, 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 I don't mean it that way. Oh, shit, no, no, I don't mean it that way. I mean, I mean, I mean it in the sense of she's working front line. She's a nurse, right? Oh, right. I th- <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm like, oh, like, beaten yeah, off? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Uh, maybe once. She's, I, maybe she's once. a real hero. Maybe once, yeah. She is. On the front lines. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they... Uh, I saw a picture of her. <laughs> this is really a weird conversation. Unless you, if you took this entire con- uh, conversation out of context, it would be terrible. Uh, I saw a picture of her uh, in her uh, work gear. Man, that's scary shit. I was uh, when I sent when I when we finished the show. Uh, we send our audio pieces over to editor Dan. Editor Dan does his magic, sends it back to me, and then I upload it to uh, this one spot where then the voices of wrestling people then upload it to another spot. Long fucking thing, but whatever. So I let them know via the uh, a direct message via the Discord that um, 
new shows uploaded. And then me and Rich got in a small conversation. I'm not a, you know, we're not chatty, chatty guys. Uh, but I was like, hey, how are you, how you guys handling it? You know, I, I, I've been thinking about you guys specifically because, you know, the nurse. He's like, I know I'm going to fucking get it. <laughs> He's like, I've told people at work. He's like, I, you know you know who my wife is. This is, this is bound to happen. Um, but I think about them. And that that's, that, that, I mean, seriously, the frontline person and frontline people. And if anybody is a frontline person, listen to this. I, thank you. I mean, seriously. You got balls of steel. And... You're, you're you put your fucking health on the line, and I know you're trying to, to do every precaution you can to to not. But let's be truthful here. Fucking they're fucking putting their every day they got to wake up, and, and and not even the wake up part, Joel. That would bother me. It's I got to come home. I would I would have like a disinfected bath before I got in the house, a shower. Oh, how stressful has that got to be? It, fucking swapping out your shoelace probably. Oh, and now I'm depressed. So you got des- Desperado in your house. <laughs> smooth, smooth as silk segue. Did you see any of those interviews with El Desperado on the website? Because there's some quite interesting statements. He was uh, slamming Shingo and Osprey for using the juniors to catapult themselves into the heavyweights. His exact quote was, they can eat shit. <laughs> and um, he was still talking about how he'd like to go after the never openweight title. He'd like to challenge Shingo as a, a junior. So seeing bringing back the sort of the junior versus the heavyweight aspect of the never openweight title. So uh, I thought both of those things were quite interesting. And I like I that, whether but- or not best of super juniors happens, but if it does, hopefully when we're back, El Desperado, I think it's got a, big role to play there's definitely some gaps appearing in the junior division feels weird talking about new japan pro wrestling doesn't it yeah, it does feel weird doesn't it um here's the thing though uh, so it, that's that's been the, the history of this company has that's always been the the um the arc from you know the the best of those juniors and those people that are kind of like on that bubble of put on a couple pounds and you could be a heavyweight um it always kind of feels like that's that's always been a thing, um, but yeah, I mean it. It's always it's always especially with Will. Maybe not so much with Shingo. I think the the implication of bringing in Shingo was that you know he was always going to be a heavy. I don't necessarily necessarily know this that feeling with Will. I don't know if it was always the game plan of turning him. And pushing him as a heavy. Have you seen the size of him though? Yeah, His recent now. photos that he's been uploading, like him, just the idea of him now at least being a junior is ludicrous because he's fucking enormous. Like the size of his dick. <laughs> that too. But I think just his shoulder muscles and his chest. He's just he just looks like a colossus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did see the one picture with him with the Rev Pro title uh, placed. Uh, uh, very naughty pictures. Very, uh, very uh, s- sexy picture. So Shawn Michaels esque that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's Playgirl material right there. I tell you what, I would not want to win that fucking title. That's for sure. <laughs> Nobody wants to win that Rev Pro title now. <laughs> that filthy thing. Be like, nope, no, I'm good. Give me a new title, maybe. Uh, yeah, he looks big. He looks huge. Uh, again, not talking about his, uh, you know. Uh, 
And that Sh- stuff does make a difference in New Japan, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, the, the aesthetic of a wrestler, uh, something people don't really talk about in New Japan, but you need to look like you could win a fight if you're going to be getting a big push. Like, Jay White, if he didn't have the kind of body that he does, do you think he's getting a, a sniff into that big four like he has done? Is he, you know, having that cup of coffee with the IWGP title? I don't think so. Uh-uh. And there are guys in the company who are really great wrestlers, great workers, but their physique is not at that level, and that is what's holding them back, I think. So, Chief <coughs> Sowens. David Finney. <laughs> and I think these guys are great, and whether or not you should get pushed based on how you look is one thing, but it's a horny company, there's no getting away from that, and I just got to think that Osprey looking like that is just him taking another step towards what I think now is almost an inevitability of him one day maybe it might take a few years but one day ending up as IWGP heavyweight champion right now I'm not going to make any accusations about any one particular person so please don't take it this way but what do you think the uh, testing policy is at New Japan Pro Wrestling (laughs) Uh, (laughs) they probably don't have one this is a company that employed Katsuya Kitamura for quite a while so there's that all right all right, a lot of a lot of lot of protein, I guess. Right? All right, all right, very good. But yeah, they. Uh, I. I mean, it's a. It's a. It, it's pro wrestling. It's always been. You know, you need to have a certain look, and if you don't have that certain look, uh, it's going to be a struggle. You, and you better be in extreme the other way. I mean, there's always been big monsters. You know, Vader, Bigelow. Uh, I mean, you know, you can go, go through. You know, you had to be enormously big, in the other way to to be a monster, at least. And if you were somewhere in the middle, it's always going to be a bit of, bit of a struggle. Always going to be a bit of a struggle. Um, you got to look the part. Got to look the part. All right, what else we got here? Oh, um, I'm trying to force you to play Shenmue. How's that yeah, going? Yeah, so, well, so that day I was like, there's like 75 fucking versions of the show, or of this video game. And I was a little bit like, all right, which one do I get? And then I, I hit you up. I was like, which one of these do you get? You told me what you wanted to get, but in the in the meantime, uh, they had downloaded a new. There's a, what's it? What does what DLC stand? Downloadable content is that what it? Stands yes, for? Okay. that's right. Um, there was a new one for Fire Pro Wrestling. It's like parts. Like I can't make these fucking custom wrestlers, but there are a lot of talented people that can. Really fucking talented people that can. But you needed to buy this downloadable thing to have access to these parts. And so these parts like make guys more realistic. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, it just it just helps make the custom wrestlers a lot more realistic, and they really do. It's unbelievable. But you had to download this 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 thing to gain access to people's creations that use these parts. And if you don't, then you don't have access to the. It's it's kind of stupid, but. Bit of a money making scam, to be quite honest with you. But so that was fucking thirty bucks. That was thirty fucking bucks for this downloadable pack just to have access to some wrestlers that you know. Again, now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, I got fucking ripped off. But so that's where my, my video game money went. But this week I'll get I'll get the Shenmue and we'll, we'll dive into that. Still haven't beaten Colossus. I've tried. I spent uh, Sunday fucking frustrated as like there was one point where it's like you know what i don't give a fuck 
I, I hope that girl dies on that fucking stone. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I, you know, I killed 15 fuckers, and I now I gotta. I don't care anymore. I mean, seriously. I I, I was I. It got to the point where like my hands hurt, and I was just getting frustrated. And then parts where you're climbing up the fucking thing, where that seemed easy, you know, at the you know in the first hour. Now I'm fucking those up because I'm just mentally and, and my hands hurt. So I haven't been back in since Sunday, but it's a hard one, man. I, I can't fucking I, – I can get the first – obviously the one in the back. <laughs> Blast him in the back. Guy, the fucking Colossus brings his arm around and you got to hop in its hand so that it can – you got to climb up his arm to get to the, the second one. And I can get there, but I'm really my stamina gets low, and I get shaken off, and and then the the, the, the second hand comes across, and I got to jump into that hand, hit him in the palm, so that he turns his hand over, and I can run up his arm, take out my bow and arrow, boop, hit him in the fucking shoulder. I can't. I just I don't have enough energy. I get tossed off. I get fucking, and I and that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. So I literally, I'm I'm too. Two soft spots away from winning, winning this game, freeing this girl, making her come alive. I don't know what the fuck happens. I don't. I gotta be honest with you. At this point, I, I kind of don't care. Uh, but I'm two away, and I can't let that beat me. But I, I just can't fucking get it done. I can't. I can't get it. I can't. Make, I can't make it happen. Well, listeners, I want to keep up the pressure on Damon. I might start a hashtag going, like, hashtag make Damon play Shenmue or something like that. So <laughs> this has got to happen because, one, I it think is. you'll quite enjoy it as a fellow Japanophile. I think you'll enjoy the experience of just wandering around uh, 1987 suburban Tokyo. I think you'll get a kick out of that. But uh, whether or not you actually enjoy the gameplay mechanics, it's so controversial, a very divisive game. So I think it will make for some good content given that there's fuck all else to talk about. Um, other thing... I was going to mention in the news is the revival getting their release from WWE. Is are they a tag team that you'd be interested in seeing in New Japan? And do you think it's likely we will see them in New Japan? I think everybody knows they're AEW bound, right? Just given the past history with their little teasing back and forth online with the Young Bucks and all that stuff. Um, what I would like to see them in New Japan? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it would hurt at all. I think it would. Ha- I mean, the, uh, for the tag team division, that that is already, you know, in 2020 was looking pretty fun between Juice and and Finley and Tanahashi and Ibushi, who are your IWGP tag team champions, by the way. Remember that, <laughs> right? Uh, so I think there's a there there is new fun. Breaths of fresh air. Uh, 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 Zach and, and Tai Chi, right? Um, so you want to add the revival to that mix? Ah, I'm fucking down with that. Sure. Absolutely. Well, yes. Sign it tomorrow. I don't see them I don't see them doing a two-year run. But I see them hopping in for, you know, a tour, maybe two, you know, maybe a show or two. Uh but I but I think everybody kind of has them pigeonholed for AEW and you know, it is what it is. Uh, that, again, doesn't mean they can't work big or a big uh, New Japan shows just like everybody else does or wants to. Um, but that that's that's one guy that or one team rather 
that I would be very happy to see in the New Japan Pro Wrestling ring. Yeah, I said on Twitter it'd be cool if they could uh, like jump Tanahashi and Ibushi after a show and attack them and then challenge them, get the belts off them, defend them a few times. You know, I don't want them winning the belts and then disappearing for six months. I would want them defending them at all the major shows, go on a little run with them, and then eventually at something like Wrestle Kingdom, put over Juice and Finley again, or something like that to help get over the the next tag team aces. I, you know, I don't know if New Japan put that much forward planning and thought into the tag division. i tempted to say they do not, but um, yeah, I think they would be a tag team that there is some interest in. You know, all these other people who've got these clauses put in their contract, like you know, Brody Lee, is he a guy that New Japan would be interested in? I'm not sure about that. I don't, uh, I don't think there's that much upside to it personally. No, yeah, I'm I'm okay with without that one. I mean, and here's the thing: I I, I do enjoy the AEW thing that you know was it the Dark Order thing that he's doing. I, I actually think it's it's a I like it. I don't I don't I don't hate it. I don't know. I just here's the thing. I, I hate the fact that every fucking guy who leaves WWE, it's instantly New Japan, New Japan, New Japan. And it's like, look, New Japan over the years has had people that I've been like, why would you even be interested? Hercules Hernandez is is probably my number one example. Like, I was just like, why would you bring that guy in? Um, and there's been plenty throughout the years. Uh I don't know. I just don't think you need to sign. They, New Japan is fine talent-wise. It really is. Um, I, and again, the only reason I say Revival would be awesome would be, it's because I think, again, it just makes the tag team division, that a division that's been aching for fun and aching for interesting things, to, to add another level to it. Um, um, that, that, that's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, When this thing gets jump-started again, I'm looking at the tag division as being one of the most exciting parts of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You bring in the revival, that's great. I don't think Brody King uh, moves that. Is that uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it moves a needle. Yeah, I agree. Is it Brody King? Have Did I, I say Brody King? Wrong? I got it. I think I got his wrong. <laughs> It's not Brody King. I'm going to have to check now. You're making me doubt myself. Yeah, Brody Lee. It is Brody, Brody Lee. Lee. Brody King is uh, is uh, <laughs> with fucking the villain enterprises. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, yeah. Right? right? He's with uh, Skrull and all yes. that. Yes. Okay. I've completely right. forgotten about him. <laughs> right? And Bruiser Brody. He... he <laughs> uh, see, that's, this is where we are right now, Joel. We're, we're losing our fucking minds is what's happening. We, we better get on to our super uh, our classic watch along before this completely goes off the rails. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right, so we are on to the... Uh, well, first of all, I've uh, got a message here from BBiz on the Discord. He says, I just wanted to say thanks for doing the watch along matches. It's a great way to fill in the Puro Void while I'm in quarantine. I haven't seen a lot of the picks, and it's great to hear your guys' thoughts. So, uh, yeah, thank you. I'm glad people are watching it. Uh, so... We are moving on then to the second round of the Super J Cup. And uh, the first match of the well, quarterfinals, actually, was Super Delphin against Gedo. And I enjoyed the start to this with Super Delphin doing like the lion tamer, so, like this uh, single Boston crab with his foot on Gedo's head. And Delphin was just acting like a bit of a shithead in this match. And then Gedo tried to do it, but his legs were too short and he couldn't quite manage it. <laughs> and... Uh, 
And it did appear that Delphin punches Gato right in the dick and just gets a look of like mild disapproval from the referee, which made me laugh. And I, I do have to, much as I love Gato, he's got one of the worst drop kicks I've ever seen. He gets about 30 centimetres off the ground for this one. And I was enjoying Super Dolphin in this match. I liked his showboating. It like, reminded me a bit of like Tanahashi when he's being a knob. I really enjoy a heel who like doesn't really think they're a heel. Um, and it did kind of feel in this match that Gato was a bit out of his depth. Did not know that he's got a lovely springboard moonsault in his locker. Haven't seen that for a while. Uh, the referee was doing the slowest counts I've ever seen. And th- there was a moment where, you know, Delphin's got this really f- smooth, fluid, high-flying arsenal. And then he goes to the top rope, and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And he just did an elbow drop. I was like, what? <laughs> I, you know, I was expecting some huge, like, flying move there. But, yeah, that was a bit of a letdown. And I enjoyed the finish with Ghetto getting the cheeky little inside cradle because Delphin got too cocky. It fit with the story of the match. And... I was quite surprised actually that Gato. I, I don't know spoilers for this tournament. I don't know who wins. I don't know who goes through. So I was really surprised that Gedo is going this deep all the way to the semi-finals. But uh, you know, despite that, I thought it was a pretty fun sub ten-minute match. Yeah. Um, I, trust me. At the time, the the flash of Super Delphin. You know, the, uh, for a lot of people, it was the first time people got wind of him and and actually saw him and. I know more than a few people were were utterly disappointed that, that he he lost in that uh, what quarterfinal. I like Super Dolphin. I call him Super Dolphin, but I know it's Super Dolphin. Uh, he had a nice little feud, couple couple of months worth of stuff with Liger. So if you like that kind of. I'm a heel, but I don't really feel like I'm a heel. Uh, I don't have a look of a heel, but I'm, you know, I may, I may be a uh, subtle dickhead. Watch those matches, um, because because you'll see plenty of that. You'll see plenty of that. Um, yeah, I like this match. It was quick. Again, the best part about this is is that it's not like these matches are a major commitment, right? I mean, we're already in the corner finals, and I don't think we've had anything that went past – nothing went past 15 minutes, right? Um, maybe the Hayabusa-Liger match, but the, that that went fast. Um, yeah, this was like 10 minutes. Um, yeah, and I remember the first time I watched it too, that that, that sneaky little roll-up, and you're just like, what? Oh, no. Gano. Uh, but, yep, there you go. Um, easy watch so far. And I think the next match um, are, is one of those matches that kind of goes takes takes the tournament to the next level. I think, um, and that's the what Black Tiger Eddie Guerrero against uh, Chris Benoit Wild Pegasus. Yeah, so uh, you know everyone knows that this is two best friends going at it. And first of all, before the match starts, I've got to talk about the ring announcer's costume. He's wearing this. Sergeant Pepper style marching band outfit in like bright blue and gold. It just it looks incredible, and we've got these two guys like, getting in each other's faces before the match even starts. And I like that kind of intensity. And just the the work in this match is so crisp and snug. There's a real snap and edge to everything. Like the the execution and the, the technical quality is spot on. Like uh, Wild Pegasus is bridging German suplex and these are two absolute workhorse perfectionists in the ring 
You don't get any of those moments that break your suspension of disbelief, which you get in most wrestling matches, to be fair. It really feels like two guys who are struggling to beat each other with wrestling moves. Not like it's a shoot fight or anything, but there's none of those loose edges that you get in a lot of matches. And just incredible athleticism from Black Tiger when he does the balancing top rope springboard Rana. Uh, but having said all that praise for the match, his shoulder's clearly up with the finish and that three count. I and <laughs> I, I might be a bit off base here, but whilst the work was really good, I was slightly underwhelmed. I expected more from these guys given their reputations. But putting that to one side, I also got the feeling that we are seeing these guys before the weekly grind started to break them down physically. And I mean, you saw this around the time it was out. Did you get the feeling that these guys were special? Like, was there any inclination of, I mean, of course, a decade on from this, they are winning the two major titles at WrestleMania in WWE. Was there any inclination of that? I mean, I don't think anybody thought that either of these two guys would be headlining a fucking WrestleMania, right? And no one watching that would even begin to think that. But... Like these, these guys were were the were the newsletter darlings. Um, so when when Liger did his first tour of WCW, when they brought him in to wrestle Brian Pillman for you know WCW's version of the light heavyweight title, they would show some matches from New Japan to kind of pump up Liger coming to the states. And one of those matches that they used was a. I believe it was a um, when Liger won the title back from Chris Benoit, Wild Pegasus. Um, so, so people had an opportunity to see him on U.S. television, a New Japan Pro Wrestling match, mind you, that Jim Ross voiced over um, with him. People, people saw him um, in Calgary in Stampede Wrestling. And he wasn't like he was pushed to the moon, but he was kind of like a mid-card guy, I think, at that point. Um, so people had the opportunity to see him. But it wasn't like you could just turn on the TV and see him. Um, so he did have that little, I don't want to say cult following, but people knew him. Um, and people, like wrestling fans knew him. Like observer readers definitely knew him. Um, tape traders definitely knew him. But the casual pro wrestling fan, no, uh, not 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 really. Um, and I, again, no one, you know, at, at he was a junior. You know what I mean? He was he, you know, and and in 1994, you know, we still were in a bit of a you know big man ruled the world kind of thing. Even though it was. Starting to change a little bit with maybe Bret Hart and maybe um, you know maybe some other people like that, but Shawn Michaels maybe. I mean, you you kind of felt the tide turning a little bit, not that much. So I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think in our wildest dreams, and I think that's what made that moment pretty special for a lot of people. With those two guys, um, even though again Eddie had Eddie had a nice nice run, he had a huge run in Mexico uh, with Art Bar as a tag team. Um, it was just I don't know. It's kind of like this is like your your favorite indie bands, right? Finally, they have that album that it's not the massive breakthrough, 
but it's that album before that massive breakthrough where people are kind of like, oh, you know, this this is pretty cool, okay. And then the next album, they fucking shoot through the stars. That this is what this is what this is. This is that album for those two guys to me, anyway. Yeah, I noticed as well they had a rematch of the Best of the Super Juniors the following year, 1995. I've got the link for it here, but I haven't watched it yet, but I'll be very interested to see uh, how that matches up against this one. And the third quarterfinal is Great Sasuke versus El Samurai. Uh, very snug-looking knee work from El Samurai early on, some quite creative submission spots, and he chains them together pretty smoothly in a manner that reminded me of Zack Sabre Jr. But that's the entire first half of the match, like maybe a bit too long, but it did build up the heat really well for Sasuke to make the big babyface comeback. The crowd was really into it, and the the closing few minutes, really awesome back and forth closing stretch, dramatic near falls, and uh, Sasuke stealing the win at the end, which is a running theme in these uh, quarterfinal matches. But yeah, really great stuff. Sasuke became a star in this tournament. I mean, that, you know, if you want, we talk about Eddie and we talk about Benoit and, you know, even Super Delphin. To me, the guy who, and, 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 and Hayabusa too, um, all of them, like, their stock rose. But Sasuke, I think, is the one guy that came out of this looking better than all the rest, which is saying something. Um, I mean, he can't, he, 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 this, this, this was, and again, it wasn't necessarily this match. It was the whole entire tournament as a whole. But to me, this is like, this is where he became a major player in Japanese pro wrestling. Like after this tournament. Um, and again, Michinoku pro, it's not fucking 93 all Japan, mind you. But, uh, he became the 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 voice and the face of a promotion that had a pretty decent run for a couple of years, uh, and then parlayed that into being a guy who wound up on just about everybody else's fucking show uh, and became a star from it. So, yeah, I don't know if this match is, was was one of his greatest matches. Um, I thought it was this, this was a really good match, but I think. You know the fine. Well, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but uh, I think I think his best work is yet to come. Let's put it that way. Okay, and the final quarterfinal was Jushin Thunder Liger versus Ricky Fuji. Uh, this had its good moments. Uh, Fuji doing a power bomb on Liger on the outside. Liger doing a top rope foot stomp to the outside, which Ricky Fuji didn't really sell that much. He was like back on his feet and in the ring a few seconds later. A little bit sloppy. There was like a moment with a superplex attempt that was reversed into like a weird pseudo crossbody and Liger at the end catching Fuji with a diving runner that kind of looked like he powerbombed himself this wasn't terrible but for me it was a clear step below the other matches yeah um if I'm not mistaken I could be dead wrong and I and um I really didn't do my homework on it but I believe that was the first time they'd ever wrestled in the same ring together I believe I heard that somewhere so um yeah, it was okay, right? <laughs> you know, anytime you see a Liger match in 94, you're kind of expecting a certain level. And I don't know if this one necessarily made that one. Uh, what was that? The, the Hurricane Rana for the finish. Um, it was okay. Uh, I don't think it's anything that's on anybody's must-watch list you know, now that it's 2020. But, um, you know, 
watch it to get from point A to point B. Let's put it that way. Yeah, like the acid test for me watching this is how many of these guys do I watch and think I want to see more of their work. And right. Ricky Fuji's not one of them. He's <laughs> based on the, the in-ring output, he's pretty forgettable. I mean, look, I, 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 I like the, I like the gimmick a little bit more than maybe other people. Um, I mean, look, it is what it is, but yeah, uh, I, I, like, I don't think I'm going to be comparing Ricky Fuji to Chris Benoit's work or, uh, you know, Sasuke or something like that. But again, I can appreciate a Ricky Fuji. All right. Well, there you go. That's the quarterfinals. And, I'm really excited to get into the semi-finals and finals. So we'll do the whole rest of the tournament next week, which I'm really excited about. So uh, you guys have got that to look forward to. Um, let's move on to some questions then. Discord, uh, Speartip says, I'm a couple of weeks behind on pods, but when Damon proposed the two of you having some sort of video game contest, I can't help but feel you both missed a sublime opportunity to have a match against each other in FirePro. Each of you create an edit of yourself and upload it, and then have a match against each other using them and record it. Bonus points if you also record your audio and have it mixed into the recording. I like the idea, but I do not own uh, FirePro Wrestling, unfortunately, and I'm scared to buy it because it's just going to be another time sink, and... I, you know, my free time is just slowly being eroded due to the various commitments, and I don't know. Maybe someone else <laughs> could make us on Fire Pro. Yeah, I can't make anybody. Like, I, I don't, I don't have the, the the skills to do that. But I can reach out to some people. I had, I, I had a person make me um, like custom rings, like a Super J cast ring. It's pretty cool. It was awesome, actually. Um, so maybe I'll reach out to them and have them create us. And then we have a we have a match, and you know we figure something out. But um, yeah, that's a possibility. I'm not I'm not I'm not definitely not thumbs downing it. I think it, think it might be fun. Of course, they got to make me fat though, and I'll be embarrassed and shit. And, uh, fuck. Uh, you know what? I don't know if I want this now. <laughs> <laughs> easy come, easy go. Uh, okay, Mixel Click says, I know you're sick of AW New Japan questions. Just wanted to voice, I find it endearing that AEW is very free with putting over New Japan on commentary. Wondering if you felt the same. Uh, it just feels like a bit of a one-way thing. Like, AEW have a lot to potentially gain from a working relationship. Hence them uh, doing stuff like having all their wrestlers talking about New Japan and putting over New Japan on commentary. Whereas the other way around, I don't know how much New Japan would have to gain from doing the same. I don't know if it's a conscious thing, though. I don't know if it's a thing where it's like, make sure you're talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I just think it's more of they have carte blanche to kind of describe a match as they see fit. And if they see guys where they can kind of connect the story to something that might have happened in Tokyo or on a, on a new Japan tour, you know, it might be a, just a free and natural transition. So I don't, uh, while I don't think it's like necessarily a company directive that somebody's in their earpiece saying, make sure you talk about new Japan pro wrestling, pal. Um, it's more of, um, and get me in Florida. <laughs> uh, it's more of a, just, they they don't have restrictions where they don't have anything anybody holding them back saying you can't say anything about it. Um, but here's the thing too. I mean, New Japan they'll where when the time is right they've mentioned every company. Right? I've heard Kevin Kelly talk about you know things that happened in WWE. Um, you know, I've heard him talk about things that happened in Ring of Honor, even during times when it was like oh, the relationship might not may not be the best. 
Um, now, I've never heard them necessarily say AEW. Um, so there might be a point there. I don't know. I just I really don't feel like either of them have any restrictions in the sense of don't say those letters and don't say that company's name. I just think they do it when – I think it's really up to the, to the people on the mic. I really do. I could be dead wrong, but from every indication I've heard, it's really they, – they, they can do what they feel is necessary, and if they want to talk about it, they can. If they don't, they don't. Austin Pickle says, which New Japan wrestlers matches are you missing the most at the moment? Mine is Hiromi because he was on such a roll when he came back and then everything went to hell. Boy, um, he was he was on a roll, wasn't he? But I mean, think, think about this guy's career. Think about this guy's career. How he was so fucking red hot. Gets an injury. He's out for over a year. Comes back. One of the one of the feel good moments of, of of 2019 comes back 2020 in Liger's retirement match, uh, wins the junior title in a, in, a, in a fucking tremendous match. People are excited again. He has the best fucking entrance video of all pro wrestling. And now this, and now this, he's got to be he's got to be wondering, ooh, am I snake bit here? <laughs> What's going on? I I. Uh, He's one of those guys that I'll definitely miss. I mean, I miss everything about it. I really do. I miss, I miss, I miss Kevin Kelly's voice. I miss. Well, you say that, but Kevin's been doing a lot of voiceovers for old matches on New Japan World, so you no, can check to, those out. I don't want to check them out. Not the same. They're, well, I mean, okay. no, it's not. I'm sorry. I'll just be honest. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the fact that he's doing it. Um. Uh no, I I don't know. There's just something about there's just something about all of it that 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 you miss. Um, but Hiromo's probably on that list. I mean, I miss Zach. I miss Will. I miss uh, I miss Tanahashi and Ibushi and what they were up to. I thought that tag team was fucking great. I love it. Uh, Zach and 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 uh, and Taichi. I'm I'm totally down with that. Uh, I like I like I like Zach, you know, look, looking at the, for the for the U.S. title. So that was a fucking great thing. Uh, now there's plenty of that I that I like and I miss. Um, I don't know where this is going to go, but yeah, we we talked about 2020 being a really fucking fun year, and then whoop, rip off that bandaid. Yeah, I'm not sure I could pick one person. Just the whole, the whole package, the, the variety, and how it was all just such a consistently high quality. It's hard for me to single out one particular wrestling because I, I don't. I just miss the whole thing. Um, okay, Booze Leprechaun says, any thoughts about what a US tour schedule would look like post MSG? Assuming that happens, do you think New Japan would just soldier on with their plans, or at this point, just table everything until 2021? All right. You want my honest-to-God opinion here. I don't think they're back in the States in 2020. I think I just knocked Joel right off the air. No, I'm just letting that sink in. (laughs) That's a pretty hot take. Again, I didn't want to say it either, but I would be very surprised if Wrestle Dynasty goes ahead. Yeah, I just think the logistics... 
the headache, the um, – here's what I will say. I think we are looking at a new – you know how everything – Travel wise, changed when when after nine eleven. I don't know. Maybe people don't remember, but things changed dramatically, um, and it's be- became what we know now as airline travel. Everything that you, all the hoops that you have to jump through, and all the things that you have to do, and all all of that is really you know from from that day. And I think these weeks and months are going to change a lot about how people travel. And the requirements that are going to be necessary for international travel. Uh, it's, it's not going to be just as easy as just getting your passport stamped and away you go. I, I don't. At least not for the 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 near future. Um, and I don't know if if a company is is prepared for that. I, I, I you have to think that New Japan is sitting there thinking, okay, we're going to put tickets on sale in May. Anyone anybody going to buy these fuckers? And I know the idea is is that let's get everybody rally around and let's get everybody you know back on our feet and back to work and blah, 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 blah. and a guy in the suit sitting there fucking yapping his mouth. Uh, I just don't see it. I, I don't. I don't see it this year. I just think it's going to be a bit of a bit of a struggle. Uh, I mean, I, and I say that for all sports. You know, I say that for all sports. I just, I know pro wrestling seems different now because apparently they play by their own rules. But I don't know. I just, I just don't see how that is possible to put seventeen thousand pro wrestling fans in a building in in, in the middle of New York in, in August. I just don't see how it happens. I hope I'm wrong. I pray that I'm wrong. I'm on my hands and fucking knees praying to the pro wrestling gods that Damon takes the biggest fucking loss of his life and he takes it right in the butt. I, I don't care. I'll take it. I'm taking it. I'm, I'm accepting it. I'm, my, there's, it's spread. I'm on my hands and knees spread wide open to, to take that L right in the old. Put it in. Put it in. But I don't think it's getting put in. <laughs> took a bit of a turn at the end. Uh, Least Exposure Fart Cloud says, what will be your go-to match to first show someone New Japan? Mine is always Shibata versus Ishii from Wrestle Kingdom. I think the toughness and environment surrounding the match makes it really easy to understand and get excited about the match. That's always a tricky one because you don't want something too long. I think anything more than 15 minutes, you're likely to lose the attention of the person you're showing it to. So um, I always saw Ishii Shibata from the G1, uh, the one that we discussed a few weeks ago is a good option. Uh, any others, Damon, that you think are good entry-level New Japan matches to show newbies? Yeah. Um, I depend, See, I, I would love to show them something where people are still in the promotion. Like, I could easily be like, Abushi Nakamura, right? I feel like that is that that encapsulates everything that's great in pro wrestling. Um, but Nakamura is not there, you know. So it's like, oh, he's he's in this promotion now, surfing, uh, and making funny faces. Um, so I, I would want to have some something that was here, and I could easily be like, you know, a Kenny um, Okada match. Be like, well, well, Kenny's over here now. Um, so I don't know. 
probably uh, Will Shingo from Best of the Super Juniors. That would probably be my one with two guys that are currently in the company. Yeah, I'd probably go Will uh, Will Shingo. A lot of action, fast paced, a lot of a lot of car crash spots, uh, but but even you know good fast paced wrestling, uh, drama, excitement, corking, uh, hot crowd. Yeah, I would probably show him that one. Evenflow1994 says, are you playing Total Extreme Wrestling 2020 when it comes out? So I, I'm not really familiar with this. This is kind of like a, a fantasy booking game. Is it like basically Football Manager, but about wrestling? Yeah, exactly what it is, Joel. Um, so I've played it. The problem is this. I don't have a Windows operating system. I have a, I have a laptop that I fucking hate uh, that is Windows-based. And and yes, I can get a, a you know I can boot up in Windows and on my Mac and blah blah, but it's, it's it really is a pain in the ass. And there's only there's only a Windows version of it. Um, and I've played it. Um, I played it for a little bit. I probably should play it again because I I kind of do like the game. Um, and they have all these different packs, so you could start like 1984 Mid South, you know, and and run with that promotion and try not to get fucking taken over by Vince. Uh, or you could, you know, you could start modern day and, you know, with a promotion. Uh, so it's cool. I, I do like the idea and the concept of the game. Um, it's more for me, just the technical, I don't really have a windows computer that I like. Um, and I don't have like parallels or anything where I'm going to boot up windows on my Mac. Okay. On to Twitter questions. Eric says, what first run cup matches are you most saddened to miss out on? Oh God. I don't even the, know the what sh- they were. <laughs> uh, Tom Arosha. Uh, actually, you know, it was the Ishii Hinari match. I think, you know, a lot of people would have looked at the bigger matches, like, you know, Shingo Osprey rematch. But that, I really thought that was at Koraka would have been a breakout moment for Hinari. And I'm gutted uh, for him as well that that got taken off the table. So that will be my answer. That's a good one. Wasn't Okada, who was Okada facing? Cause we, Jay White. Pred- yeah, we were talking about him taking a fall in the first round. Um,. Yeah, I forget. I don't have my notebook in front of me. I I forget who who Zach. Do you do you, do you have it in front of you? Uh, Zach was. I remember it was Zach and Taichi were paired off against Tanahashi and Ibushi. So I think it was Zach Ibushi, Zach versus Ibushi mm-hmm. and Taichi against Tanahashi. I think. Yeah. If it's Zach Ibushi, I mean, how could you not? I, I think it was because I remember I was talking about like the uh, cruiserweight classic. Um, that would be. How can you? How can you fucking hand wave that? Whew. Yeah, that's probably the one. That's probably the one that hurts. John says, "Music Damon, could you talk a little bit about XTC? They're one of my favorite bands, even with their weird sound and Partridge's Southwest accent. Every album seemed better than the last. I heard they stopped performing live. Can you talk about them? I can. Um, like I got a thing with quirky band. I call them quirky bands, um, and I put." them in that category there's a band called oingo boingo that i kind of like they're just quirky for i like quirky oingo sake. boingo I, do I, you really I, I know them because uh i like the there's a film texas chainsaw massacre 2 and there's a scene at the beginning where they play an oingo boingo song no one lives forever and now yeah. that's one of my favorite songs really that's weird yeah they're just one of those bands that's just quirky for quirky sake um that's funny that you say that that's that's funny um but XTC, they're very, they're a very smart, witty band. Um, I like Generals and Majors, the song. Um, 
they also have a song, uh, Life Begins at the Hop, I think it is. I fucking love that song. I fuck, that's a bouncer. I like that one a lot. Um, Life Begins at the Hop. Uh, Dear God is is the song that always gets played. I'm sure you've heard that before, Joel. Dear God. It's kind of a acoustic-y. Dear God, don't you ever know about your name? Um, no, maybe you haven't. <laughs> I just I just uh, love listening. We should do one episode where we're just sort of singing sing. songs at each other. Maybe do like right. wrestling themes at each other. All right, all right we're going to do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I know of them. I can't say I don't like them, but I can't say that they're like like one of my favorites. Um, I appreciate them, but again, it's certainly not. Aside from those two songs, I can't really say that they're a mainstay on any one of Damon's playlists. Okay, Andrew says for new and new Japan fans, can we please have? I don't know if I read this. Tell me if you remember this one. Can we please have some recommendations for matches with the dads in their heyday? Honma, Kojima, Tenzan, etc. Also, any for Yano as a badass? I can't remember if I read that one last week. I don't remember. I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to go to my spreadsheet thing that I made, and I will tell you what each one of those wrestlers. Uh, best New Japan matches in cage match are. So, uh, here we go. Let's open up the Google Sheets. Unless there are any off the top of your head for those wrestlers that I mentioned. Give me, give me the wrestlers again. Because you sent me a, t- a text at the same time that I was reading. Something about some game. Okay. Um, uh, so, the dads. So, guys yeah. like Kojima, Tenzan, Nakanishi, Honma. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, listen. If you go on Tenzan, go... <sighs> Again, I, I've been re-watching a lot of 95 stuff, and watching those guys as young lions is fucking tremendous. Um, because they are young lions, and you don't just don't picture them that. Uh, Tenzan's sweet spot is him in uh, NWO, uh, Japan version. That To me, that's like his sweet spot. Kojima... Be, to, to, be, to be truthful, a lot of his great great stuff is the time where he was a tweener in between New Japan and All Japan. Um, that's his sweet spot. Um, so you know you you definitely want to watch those those matches. Um, Nagata, there's a uh, if I'm not mistaken, Wrestle Kingdom one, like the first Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, was it him against? Tanahashi, I could be dead wrong on that. Uh, let's see. I might have to use my Google Foo because my memory is fucking shite. Uh huh. Uh huh. Great audio here. Wrestle Kingdom one. Do, 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 do. All right. While you're doing that, I'm going to go into my spreadsheet and tell you st- statistically what the best match for each of these people. Well, according to Cage Match, at least. So. Uh, who are we looking for first? I've got them in alphabetical order, so I'm just scrolling down and hopefully I bump into the dads at some point. I'm struggling here. Uh, Tenzan's best match is against Kojima on the February the 20th, 2005. That's got an 8.61. Okay. And we have got... Manabu Nakanishi's best match against Yuji Nagata from the fucking American dates. Always the wrong way around. I think this is the uh, 9th of March, 2003. 
Apparently that's supposed to be very good. Uh, we have... I'll tell you what, what when no. it comes to Wrestle Kingdoms, so Wrestle Kingdom 1 had uh, Kawada Nakamura in a singles match that went 19 minutes. Uh, next match is Suzuki uh, and Yuji Nagata stopped via referee stoppage. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's uh, in, the main event is Muto and Chono against uh, Tenzan and Kojima. That went apparently 18 minutes. I'm trying to remember if I remember watching that, if it was great or not. But it, that sounds pretty good. Like, if you're going to start somewhere, that's probably a nice little spot to go in. Um, oh, that was, correct me. Yeah, that was the um, Hashimoto tribute match. Yeah. Um, that was right after Shinya Hashimoto passed away. Um, and the famous scene where Muto and uh, Chono are at the entrance ramp after the match. And Hashimoto's on the on the on the jumbotron, and they're pointing to the heavens and all that. So, yeah, you know what? I would recommend that. Watch watch that. That's pretty pretty great. Um, to dig into that. Uh, uh, that's a good I'll give you a few more. Uh, Makabe against Okada from twenty second of June two thousand thirteen. Honma versus Ishii from February fourteenth, twenty fifteen. And Yuji Nagata also against. Tomohiro Ishii in last year's New Japan Cup. Apparently, that's Nagata's best match, according to wow. the cage match inmates. So that was Nagata uh, has a lot of good matches. Nagata, you know what? If if you're looking for something with a little bit of an American spin, watch Wrestle Kingdom too, because it's uh, it's uh, him against Kurt Angle, and I re- kind of remember that being pretty decent. Um, so um, you can check that. That's Wrestle Kingdom too. Um, Wrestle Kingdom three. Now, now I'm curious to see Wrestle Kingdom shit. Um, I forget which match, what year it was, but there was a bloodbath with Yuji Nagata. Wasn't it the Masato Tanaka match? Might have been three. Might have been um, the three was yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah. Uh, Masada Tanaka. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if that's the one I'm thinking of, the bloodbath. Um, check that one out. That was pretty good. Um, the rest of the show was pretty fucking shit, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> that's the show I review for the Eggshells podcast. That's is that right? That one, yeah. <laughs> really? Is that the TNA one? The TNA? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh, Main wow. Event Mafia. Yeah. Wow. How did you get Nash that Wrestle Kingdom. Fuck me. <laughs> How'd you make it through that one? Uh, luckily, I had Chris Charlton holding my hand and guiding me through it. There's some decent stuff on there. There's uh, Motor City Machine Guns against um, No Limit. That one was pretty good. The right. Tanahashi Keiji Muto main event is good. Right. That's uh, good, yes. Oh, and it's got Misawa's last match at Tokyo Dome as well. Yeah, Nakamura and Goto, right, in the tag team. Yeah, Sugiura and, uh, and Misawa. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, see, listen, we're doing all right here, right? Okay. Give him some recommendations. Uh, okay. Shooting the Breeze, this is at Breeze underscore shooting. So this is our friend Bash who gave us the Jaff Cakes. And I also got to give a shout out to Bash because I finally got a package he sent me with a delicious assortment of English crisps, which is definitely oh. going to help with the the isolation here. So thank you so much for that, Bash. That's going to go down a treat. Very much Where's my Where's mine? Where's my package? God damn it. 
Well, look, you, if you, this is one of the benefits of running the Twitter. You run the Twitter, you get people sending you nice things. So, yeah. again, if you want to find a place in my heart, you know what to do. Send me some shit. I, and this sent me down a rabbit hole, David, of going on the Tesco website and browsing all the groceries on Tesco's and me making, like, a wish list of stuff that I would buy. Because <laughs> nice. they've got all these, like, new, like, uh, limited edition flavors of Walker's Crisps now based on uh, restaurant chains. So there's, like, a... Let me try and find it, actually, because... I, I was kind of tempted to order some of these in case they are uh, no longer being stocked by the time I, whenever I finally get back to the UK. So they've got a, a yo, there's a, a sushi chain called Yo Sushi. There's katsu curry flavor crisps, gourmet burger kitchen classic cheeseburger flavor, Pizza Express. They've got two flavors: margarita flavor and American hot flavor, and a Nando's peri peri flavor crisps. Ooh. So I really wanted to try some of those. So. They're on the wish list. But anyway, uh, Bash's question says, um, Damon's favourite song by The Streets. Hmm. The Streets. i got to be honest with you. I don't... I feel like I'm letting everyone down here with uh, my music today with the XTC and The Streets. Um, I'm trying... I don't really know too much about The Streets. I I really don't. uh, I'm sure there was a song that you were talking about by The Streets on this podcast unless I'm getting you mixed up with someone else but something about getting over a relationship or something uh, um, am I thinking of the wrong band I think I might be thinking of the wrong band yeah uh, they did Um, all right, let me look at my Spotify the streets I'll tell you if, if, if anything looks for my uh, uh, um. dry your eyes fit but you know oh, it oh yeah 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 fit you know yeah yes 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 I like that one that's that's my favorite one fit and you know uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fit, but you know it. it fit, that's probably it. Dry Your Eyes is, is okay, but this fucking song. Let me see if I can get this going. It won't play, probably. I think I can only hear it right now. Here we are. Hey, I love it. Super, Music Super Jay Cash Radio. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Fit, but you know is fucking great. Where he's standing in line and... and uh, Probably after a night of boozing it up, sees the girl, <laughs> thinks she's hot shit. <laughs> He's fucking ah, good stuff. All right, yeah, that's it. That's my favorite one. There you go. Uh, Bork says, "Do you think New Japan having to shut down so long will affect Naito's title run? For example, may they extend it to get all the planned defenses in?" Um, it's gonna be a we- everybody's championship's gonna be weird. He's he's another guy. He finally fucking wins two belts, has his moment at Wrestle Kingdom, and fucking this happens. I don't know. Uh, look, I don't think anybody's gonna go five years from now be like, yeah, but they had a pandemic, so he was a bad champion. I I don't think anybody's saying that. I think everybody's just gonna kind of fucking. I I truly believe everyone's just gonna be like, okay, let me take it take a, take a fucking buzzsaw. And cut off the months of, you know, March and April and possibly May, two thousand twenty, and just let's just f- fucking forget it even happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I don't think I, I, none of this is going to go into any record book or any feeling of them being a good champion, a bad champion. It's, it's literally yeah, it's just like hitting the pause pause. Button, isn't it? Yep. It really is. That's that's the best thing I could say. That's and and here's the thing. That's for everyone's life, right? Everyone's life is going to take these pages of the calendar and just wipe their ass with it and fucking 
call it a wash, and that's that. That's all they're doing. Jeremy says, uh, for Damon, who's been the best outsider NJPW champion to you? Or alternatively, who's had the best NJPW title as an outsider against a New Japan wrestler? So, okay. outsider, so, holding the big belt. All right. Uh, well, I mean, I think Vader is on that short list, right? We're talking IWGP heavyweight champions, right? Uh, Vader, to me, New Japan was probably the hottest it was ever around that time. 80s, too, but... um. Yeah, Vader came in, my house of fire, got the instant mega push right out of the gate. And usually his matches were really good. Um, you could say Brody. Brody's, but he was never champion. Um, Brody was Brody was fucking massive. Fucking massive. Um, Brody's never, I mean, you could say Road Warrior Hawk for, with Power Warrior. I don't know, could you? Uh... I'll go Vader. I, th- I think Vader was was probably my favorite um, foreign champion. I just saw the second part of this story I mentioned earlier about those uh, representatives of seven different companies sending their request to Hase. So I've got the list here. It was uh, Tanahashi, uh, Suwama representing All Japan, Marufuji representing Noah, Harashima for DDT, uh, Mayu Iwatani for Stardom, Yuka Sakazaki for Tokyo Women, and Kyoko Inoue for Diana. So <laughs> what a lineup there. The fantastic seven going in and getting shit done. Uh, that made Love me it. smile. Um, okay, Love last it. question here. Unless you have any hot takes on that, <laughs> the Magnificent Seven. Oh, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go down the basement and drink some more. <laughs> uh, Rob says, do you think New Japan's hard stance on the shutdown has anything to do with Ibushi's illness in January? As in retrospect, his symptoms could well have oh. been COVID. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I don't think it sounded like COVID at the time. I think they named it was Mallory Weiss syndrome. So I don't yeah. think it was that. I think they just feel as the industry leader in Japan that they have an obligation to set a good example. That's that's my stance anyway. Yeah, I would. I'm going to agree with that. Um, I don't want to sit here and, and be like, well, New Japan would cover it. I don't. I mean, I can't say that they would or they wouldn't. The timelines are kind of weird, you know, and when the shit was going down, him getting sick, talked a little bit about fevers, right? Fever was a big issue, right? Again, I don't, I don't think uh, it was COVID-19 related. Um, I don't know, but I don't think it was. And yeah, and I think they said it was something completely different. So uh, I'm going to go with a no on that one, but I could see where you might try to connect those dots let's put it that way all right so uh, let's wrap it up then redcircle.com forward slash show sports slash super dash day dash cast if you want to send us some tips uh discord link is in the show notes prowrestlingtees.com forward slash super jcast thank you as always to editor dan please visit his uh twitter at lousy hero 219 subscribe to the voices of wrestling podcast network for other great shows give us a five snake review on itunes follow us on twitter at the super jcast thank you everyone for listening and goodbye